husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Got the biggest, the biggest what? what? The See, biggest. Yes. You have Heart. the biggest <laughs> amount of love for me and Stav, and oh you would God. like to tell us what it is about the two of us that you appreciate so much that has made you work with us for such a long time. Blind pimple. Yeah, see, and you see it? No. I just knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's blind people. Yeah, but I do have a big um, I thought you were going to say headache. I do headache. have both of those things, and I do have a lot of appreciation for you guys. I love how you make me laugh. What else? That's it. <laughs> nah, come on, it's got to be something else. Mm, I love our friendship. Why are you not looking me in the eyes when I give you I'm, like I, our friendship? I'm about to write, I'm writing the list down. So on days when... We're doing it tough. We can put them up on the wall. I love that you've both got a lot of empathy. Thank you. I think that's quite unique. Oh, yeah? I don't think a lot of guys have a lot of empathy. Mm. I think they try to. Otherwise, you know, you guys can fake empathy really well. <laughs> that's what I mean. Don't tell them. <laughs> you can normally see through it with a lot of people. No, you can tell when someone's being fake and empathetic. I, I, on a, like, I don't even, this is hard to say without trying to sound really mean. Mm-hmm. And he knows it and we talk about it. My husband has no empathy. Mm. He doesn't know how to and it's not like a cruel thing. He just, he doesn't feel those. Like I think empathy is being able to relate and understand how people are going. Mm. And he has like a lot of kindness, but he can't understand depression. Mm. And he can't understand like anger. Like so often he's just like, oh my God, you'll be fine. And you're like, no, 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 no. But he doesn't Especially understand with the kids. it because he doesn't feel it. That's what I know? meant, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have that wide range of emotion. Mm. I wonder if one day it will come out. Does he get angry? I've never seen him angry. He does uh, get angry. He does get angry, but it's uh, I'm f- like this was a conversation that we're having last night because he just can't understand how the kids sit down. Like they won't sit down and eat. Oh, it is annoying. And it is really annoying. And I was like, our kids generally don't, you know, sit down. He goes, oh, we'll just let them do what they very want. So it's more passive aggressive and he'll get frustrated with me. And I said, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to say, if it's important to you, express it. Because at the moment he's just sounding very um, naggy. Mm. I like how you whispered that like he listens to the podcast. No, he doesn't. But I, no, this is a conversation that we, I've had with him. Mm. Like I was saying, you're just, you're finding it so frustrating, like with his parenting with the kids, because he's feel like he's just nagging about any, everything. I was like, they're going to, and it's funny because I say they're going to choose tune out because they're men and they're boys. <laughs> like they, they do tune out. I was mm. like, how you ch- tune out when I nag you, mm-hmm. you know? And he goes, but I should say it. And I said, baby, I've told you to come home like at midnight when you go out and you come home at four. I've asked you to call me and you never do. So... Mm. Because people nag when they don't feel like they're being heard. Yes. That's usually what it is. Mm. Yeah. So I've tried to have a chat with the boys saying, can you listen to your dad more and obey? It doesn't It doesn't get any better. I hate to break it to him. But... Well, that's a real sign of respect. I don't find it disrespectful, but I think, yeah. like, mm. I don't know if you guys do, if you tell something to your child mm. and they deliberately don't do it, do you find it disrespectful? That's the one thing that will push me over push the Push you? Edge. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess I don't relate to that because mm. I don't find it a sign of disrespect. I just think they've got a lot going on at the moment mm. and it's just not their time to do it. Mm. But for him, it's real like they should respect me by, I say, sit down, you should sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, with that, so Ethan's 19, mm. right, nearly 20, and he's a nincompoop. <laughs> so he's got, he does water meter reading mm-hmm. and he walks around in the sun and for that he has issued a long sleeve shirt <laughs> for sun safety. Yep. 
he rolls it up so he can tan his arm. <laughs> Did so you see his tan line on the weekend? It was horrible. It's epic. It's no, epic. It's not epic. Thank you very much, Stav. <laughs> it's an epic tan line. It's, it's a, but it's it, not a good one. No. So <laughs> he had this, you know where the line was that you saw? Mm. It wasn't a tan line. He was burnt. And mm. it had right. like, like, it was like he was still wearing a t-shirt and it was really badly burnt and it was peeling. And I said to him like, mate, that's You've a safety shirt. shirt. Yeah. You're meant to wear it for that, right? Mm. He's like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, dad. Nah, get your dad. No, cool. Last night, he was walking around without a shirt on, and he was burnt further up his arm. And I'm like, what is that? Well, I actually walked up behind him and I flicked his sunburn. I was like, bang! And he went, ah! I'm like, what is that? He goes, I'm just sending, putting my tan further up my arm. And I, I just, erupted. Yeah. And then I did have to go into his room, because he is an adult, and mm. say, I'm sorry that I nagged you. Because I, you know, what you do with your nineteen-year-old skin? But is still, your you're still but your I, child. Yes, but I was like, mm. just so you know, I prefer my kids without cancer. I you think know? you're allowed to. I, don't, I honestly think you're allowed to at any age. Like, yeah. mum will still give me lectures. Mm. So you think being a parent just means you're allowed to lecture them, no matter, like until whenever? Well, but I, when you stop loving them, is when you're going to stop doing that. That's true, and that's never going to be the case. They're always going to be your pe- your child, your no pet. Matter, <laughs> your pet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how do you look after uh, yours? But you know, they're always going to be your child. Yeah, I think when they get when I think you probably nag harder when they're older because you know, like when they're like our kids' ages at the moment, our little ones, mm. they have to do what we say, really. But Ethan can be like, I hear you. But screw you. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Do you remember the conversation? I don't know if you were there for it, but Stab was uh, yesterday. We were speaking to one of the ladies, and she was talking about how her her sons moved out, and I was, and I was like, oh, you know, that that's really hard. I said when I was in hospital, um, with my third, I was crying because I had three boys, and everyone always says that they leave you. I don't want them to be close, and I was crying because I was like, I don't want, I don't want them to have like slutty girlfriends. I hate, like that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> And I just, like, you know, and I just don't like them. And we said that to the lady, mm. you know, and I, she said, oh, yeah, I hope my son moves back. And I said, do you not like the girlfriend? They said, no, I hate it. That's what she is. She's a slutty girlfriend. I don't think, I don't think any mother likes the girlfriend, really, do they? There was one like, yesterday that had three sons, and she said she really likes the one of her girlfriends. Yeah. Her son's girlfriend. But you just, I don't know, three out of three is what I think I was crying at. Like, yeah. am I going to like all of them? You're not, not going to like all of them. No. no. You're also not going to like, because they'll have multiple girlfriends. Mm. You know, you mm. have a few girlfriends before you get married. It's always that thing where guys always go, oh, you know, I can't stand it when my daughter starts dating. But it's not talked about when, like, boys start dating. Mm. I'm going to find it really hard. Because yeah. I'm their, I'm their woman. I'm the, and I don't mean that in a weird thing, but I'm always who they come to for advice. Mm. And uh, the, and then you're then, going to lose your power. That's yeah. right. Well, not even power. No, I'm just going to yeah. lose the the number one status. Yeah, status, which is otherwise known as power. Yeah. Mm. At the moment, you're the woman in their world that they want to please. Mm. And once they get a girlfriend, but yet that's, all yeah. that pleasing. You know, which makes you, it feels good for them to mm-hmm. want your approval. Mm. All of a sudden, they don't need your approval because no. there's another woman who's yeah. going to give but them I all the approval. But I have got a strategy for that because that other woman is going to need my approval, and <laughs> therefore, it's like a little family tree where the approval will go down. The circle of life they call that. Mm. Yeah, don't there was they? a there was a son's only nine, but yesterday when we were, I don't know if it happens earlier for girls, but we're walking to the car. And this, like, girl looked at Finney, like, up and down playing basketball and, like, would get this little thing. And I was like, what was that little smile? 
Anyway, and we kept walking and Vinny goes, oh my God, did you see that girl? I was like, yeah, she looks at you. He goes, oh, she's so annoying. She's in my class. She always steals my things and mm-hmm. tries to copy. I was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> Do girls like at that age talk about crushes? Mm-hmm. Rory does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Do you hate the boys that she talks about? <laughs> so will she have crushes on boys? She says age? she doesn't, but her friends do. It's very early. Mate. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I think we're, I remember as a kid being, you know, like not hectic into yeah. it, but like, you know, like mm. you'd be a bit funny. Uh, I don't know. Mm. When he's like, she's so annoying, I was like, oh. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. That'll change. Saying it, yeah, but he even was saying annoying with like a smile. Mm. She's so annoying. Mm. She's always taking my stuff and mm. copying my work. And oh, why is it that we like the annoying ones the most? Is there another kind? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, uh, let's get into today's podcast. Um, we discuss Pete Davidson and what is it about him that makes an ugly man so attractive. Uh, we covered that. Um, we speak about what Brisbane should have as a monument. Paris has got an Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. What should we have? Um, let's get into it. Here we go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, we have the 2032 Olympics and there's a lot of plans happening. And one of the plans is to build a world-class structure to make Brisbane into a new world city. It's always what we're referred to as the moment, new world city. <laughs> but they want to have something that's like quite classy that will put it, they everyone go, well, that's iconically. Like you go to the Sydney Harbour mm. Bridge, mm-hmm. you know. The or Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower, mm. something along those. It's really hard because it's like what you say, if you can't give yourself a nickname, someone mm. else needs to do it. Yeah. You know, so do we just go, oh, this old thing? <laughs> What's that well, we've like? had that for ages. We straight it out of the cupboard. Mm, so they want it to be iconically us. They want if they're going to build something, they mm. want it to be a place where you could possibly propose. Because yeah. that's yes, what they okay. that's what they all are. So they, they, they said for. they don't want it to be the white elephant. You know, they don't want it. Look, let's be honest. They don't want it to be the Gold Coast signs that we built on the M1 for the Commonwealth Games mm. that no one can actually read except the one guy who's renting a place up, up at, in the hill. Up in the hill. Mm. Guys, look out our window at the studio. Stefan Skyneedle is already there. Mm. We have. Our monument not, in Brisbane. Okay, mm. we'll make it bigger then. Can we can we ask him to make it a bit bigger? Well, get your knee out, make it bigger, Stefan. We've got uh, the wheel, but th- that's not really. Every city's got a wheel. <sighs> I'd put um, a Brisbane sign on Mount Cutha, like Hollywood. So Bris Vegas. I reckon just Brisbane, because not not everyone likes Bris Vegas. Brisney Land. Brisney Land. The copping. I, I don't mind it, but mm. we are copping. Yeah, other that's people. True. I don't want it to be classy. What do you want? You know, to what? I like the fact here in Brisbane. Mm. That we're not those nose up mm. Sydney sort of Sydney yeah. like um, a giant it. wheelie bin. I, yeah, <laughs> I want something that people go, oh Brisbane, they're loose units because mm. we are up here. You mm. know what? We're not like ooh, the southerners. Ooh, ooh. Um, the giant goon cask. Yeah, now we're talking. But that's mm. more us. And then, yeah, yeah and you could talking. you could swim in it. It's like a pool. I wouldn't want a giant pineapple. I know we've got the giant, like, but like a classy one. Like a glass one? A glass one. Like, mm. please don't break it, guys. But like a silver one, like those Hampton styles. Mm. Yeah. But a Coffs Harbour's already got that. Okay. Mm. You know? Like a hill's hoist with a goon bag hanging off it. Mm. More goon, more goon. And it um, doubles up as a water park. Mm. I do like spins something around. on the river because I think, you know, like 131060, if you want to get involved with it, what should be our iconic landmark? Mm. I wouldn't, if we're using it like some sort of bridge, but not copying Sydney Harbour Bridge. Look how like many bridges we've got to, yeah, too many bridges. There's something different mm. then. 
Like a zigzag bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Very feng shui. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're build- they're building a bridge at the moment across the South That's Bank. That's a walkway. Mm. Yeah. We got the sto- so we have the story bridge, but you want what, a bigger bridge? Well, like something- a golden gate. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Look, I'd just settle for an extra couple of lanes on the M1, to be honest with you. It's <laughs> <laughs> our landmark. The Statue of Palaszczuk. Um, what do you reckon our monument of Brisbane should be? Um, well, we are called the Sunshine State, mm-hmm. so why not a big glass sol- solarium? Um, so then people can tan there, and then because I'm white as hell, mm-hmm. so why not get your tan on? Isn't the outside of Brisbane a giant outdoor solarium anyway? <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes, but it can be classy. classy. Yeah, it'd be classy. Yeah. Solariums are banned. They're illegal now. Mm. But I do like the idea of it just into like even like a, a greenhouse sort of thing. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah, something yeah. to do with the sunshine because we are the sunshine state. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Queensland, beautiful one day, cancer the next. Kevin in Sunnybank, what do you reckon our monument in Brisbane should be? Hey, guys. Um, I reckon since we're famous mm. uh, or infamous for the um, Cloud River, we should build a big brown snake, mate, um, oh, next to the river, in the mangrove. Yeah. It could be a natural museum or whatever. Yeah. That is a good idea. It's a good idea. Mm. Is a brown snake... Sorry, mate, to... a bit serious. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to envision yeah, no, it. It's cause... a bad idea. I'm just trying to, you know, like, like what size, Kevin? That's what I'm trying to think about, you know, and whether that's... Oh, big brown it's like snake. a massive, massive, massive. massive. Yeah. Mm. yeah, right yeah. next to the river. It snakes along the river, mm. and yeah, you know the kids can enjoy it, and it's good for after the Olympics and stuff mm. like that. So mm-hmm. it'd need a, it'd be a mm. walkway with and need a couple of cafes along there. You know how they always do? Well, they they just want, have a random yeah, cafe, and they want something that people will stop and get a photo with. Mm. Yes, we had to trawl through all the callers saying a giant statue of me. We didn't. Do we? We didn't get any. Right. <laughs> One or two. I think there's a few Mardo because he's been on radio longer. Well, that hurts. <laughs> I know it does. Hey, Karen. <laughs> Karen. Hi. Uh, you're calling in from Logan Reserve. What oh, do you reckon? Man. What should it be? I, I think two giant champagne glasses because then people can take photos and know that Brisbane people have a great time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's not bad. That's I like, like it. Maybe cross them, you know? Yes. Like, yes, like cheers. Mm. Yep. 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 <laughs> Again, across the river. Yes. Everything has to involve the river. Yeah, everything. Well, they've got river water in them. Mm. Cheers. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I love my cars. Since I was a grid girl, I was embarrassed about the high heels and the small dress, so I learnt about the cars at the races, and I really got into them, and you get invested with some of the drivers mm. and like the V8s, and I just I appreciate cars, and this is a bit of a backstory about how embarrassed I am at the moment to be driving a car that has a couple of dents on it. Mm. I need to go and add the crash repair, or I believe you can get dentless. Yeah, you can get people out to your house to yeah, do it. Yeah, to do it, yeah. Mm. The bump and shop. A, the bump shop. And mm. I'm just embarrassed by it because I like to think I'm a good driver, not as good as uh, Mr. Racy over here when we went in the go-kart racing. I did surprise myself with yeah, that. Yeah, there's always the calm people that are the best drivers. Mm, I fell asleep. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm embarrassed by the car, and one of them is like two of them are not my fault mm. because there was sure. they were in the garage, and my husband had the leveler, and it dropped because one of the child children were playing with a ladder, mm. and I said, "Don't have it in the garage," so it's dropped and it's dented the side. I think we're missing there that you were letting your child play on a ladder. A ladder. Ladder. He's got to become a builder somehow. <laughs> I don't understand. Get him young. What? How old is he? Two. He just goes up and down. What do you? <laughs> just, just like a. 
climbing thing. What do you do at your house? Swings and stuff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. You're saying it's not your fault. You had a two-year-old on a ladder. He's got a little tool belt like his dad. <laughs> and he, yeah, anyway, so he was, he was being looked after safely. And that happened. But then yesterday, mm. I parked on the corner at a school pickup. And someone has, because I went out and got something from the boot, the car was fine. And when I came back, I was like, oh, no. Someone has sideswiped the car at the back, right, my mm. back right, indicating that they're left front. And it's got all white scratches. Mm. And I don't want to accuse anyone, but I can't help myself right now because no one left a note or anything. Mm. Looking at all the white cars at the school yeah. and looking at the front. Thing if it's got a little bit of your paint on there. Yeah. Mm. And like, it's like you can't accuse anyone. I said, no, you can't, but you can give them a dirty look. Like, mm-hmm. You can accuse it when you get proof. I'm not going to get proof. And it, and it happens. Mm. And maybe they didn't feel it. You can also walk past them and go, what happened there? Oh, and then see how they react. Uh, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't believe it. Someone got me on my back the other day. But I park at the same place and I don't, I, I think they would have moved now. Because most parents do. You know, it's you like a school pickup. You go to your general one, don't you? It's like sitting at the same yeah. seat at a, a dinner table. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you grow up, you just generally gravitate. And sometimes if you park somewhere else, you still walk to that spot and go, oh, sorry, kids, <laughs> I didn't get a car. Yes. Yeah. yeah, easy investigation. They'll be there today. Yeah. They'll be there. You know where they're going to be for yeah. the next two days. Mm. Do you reckon they were a bit naughty and had a big Melbourne Cup? I don't think so. No. I think most people were sense, like everyone was sensible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I did look like a, a silly person yesterday in the dress and the heels. Yeah, but I, I wasn't drinking yesterday. Yeah. Oh, so everyone looked at it and went, oh, "Someone's been at Melbourne Cup." Oh, you she want to prove that you dressed up? <laughs> oh, yes. I didn't hit you. You hit me. <laughs> don't you start? I saw you all tarted up yesterday. You went to Gambo. Oh, was I tarted up? Was I, mate? <laughs> no, I'm just being defensive. <laughs> okay, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Had you guys over at our house on Friday mm. uh, for a lovely quiet barbecue at 10 a.m. <clears> so we'd be responsible, just a, a breakfast, and everyone can go home early. Family barbecue. A family barbecue. It's what we do as a team. Didn't really end up early. Mm. Um, you, you were a bit more sensible and left earlier. We had a prior arrangement. Yes, yes. And uh, we, uh, you left a lot of stuff at our house because I think you left probably around about 7 or 8 p.m. So it was a long day. Let's say that time. <laughs> sure, we don't know. We'll ask your son who drove you home. Uh, but there was a big... My 19-year-old son too, by the way. Not my seven-year-old. <laughs> oh, no, he was drunk. <laughs> no, come on. He wasn't. We were responsible adults that just got a bit confused about what items they were taking home. Uh. And uh, your beautiful daughter, Eden, is good friends with my little little son, loves him. The middle ones had a bit of an issue with Eden because she was playing with Pokemon cards. And they put their best Pokemon cards by the side of their bed because they trade them late at night with each other mm. from what they've traded at school, right? It's not illegal yet. And these Pokemon cards are still so popular. Mm, kids love Pokemon. And my eldest son lost it because he's like, and I didn't want to tell you how bad it was, but there was drama in a household that his Pokemon cards had gone missing mm. and Eden had stolen them. I said, no, she has not. She's not stolen them. If it was anyone, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why you left so early. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> so I, I just said to Matt, look, can you just check if any of the Pokemon cards are there? Because he's really like a bit he's hectic about it. Yeah. Mm. And What's he's a cute got... text? I'm not, I'm not accusing. I'm not saying and it probably wasn't. I'm sure like I'm at just. At home, I'll be honest <laughs> with what was going on. Mm. That was a rare one. Do you know how much I was worth? She didn't even know. She probably bricked it up. I'm, telling... I'm like, no, 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 honey, honey, honey. You think they're all rare? They're not rare. 
Like, how do you even know? He's going on that he knows, mm. right? Anyway, you did bring them back and that was lovely. And he said to me, I've got one of my rare ones back. And I said, oh, that's lovely. And he goes, yeah, see how much it's worth. And I was like, oh, here we go. And he goes, type it in. So I have to Google it, right? And I was like, that one is worth $285. Wow. For what? one card. Mm. And he goes, I worked hard to get that. So Finlay um, goes on to Google, doesn't just swap them mm. by which ones are fun. He goes on to Google and he uh, will then work his way around to be able to locate that one. Mm. Now all of a sudden, Ooh. from me going, put your cards away, I'm like, hmm. sell your cards. Just getting, how much are these worth? Well, they said, because um, the kids love it, they said um, kids can accurately identify um, more species of Pokemon than actual animals. I You're believe kidding. that. I but believe that. Having said that, animals don't yell their name at you when they attack. Yeah. <laughs> Kangaroo true. coming for yeah. you, kick. You know. And there's yeah. more Pokemons around than native animals at the moment with mm. extinction. Mm. You know what? The thing is that mm. Eden is going through a klepto phase. Oh. You have to check every bag of hers before you go because she does just put things in there. It's quite a collection as well. Yeah. So in, she had a little bag that I did bring back. Um, it had sunscreen. Your sunscreen? I know. I think that was yours, but she did have a few different stuff in it. Yeah, our sunscreen, some Pokemon cards. A penguin. That I did take that out. Um, just really stuff around the house. There was a little soap that I put in the bathroom that just made it smell nice. Oh, that someone sent into the show that smelled delicious, but she put it in there. Your car I, keys. I, <laughs> wedding ring. Credit card. I don't and then know. she said, like, you know, Daddy made me do it. <laughs> no, no, that is not the list I gave her. Um, I don't know why, but she's just really started to do it a lot, and we've got it. We're, like, working mm. on telling her not to. But you're so lucky you text when you did. And you were brave enough to do it because we were at lunch with all of Esther's um, nieces and nephews and nieces and nephews. And Eden had made little packets of Pokemons cards that oh. she'd given to them all. <laughs> and when you text, we were like five <coughs> minutes from leaving and I raided all the kids' Pokemon packs and your kids' expensive Pokemon cards were about to get sent to Toowoomba and never to be returned. So there's a lesson here and that is always accuse other people's Kids? No, no, no. We're just going to do sure. Pat down after we <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Disney princesses in a completely different light. Disney's first princess with a disability. Disney's disabled characters. This is an interesting one and a powerful one because Hannah Divney is taking on Disney. Uh huh. But for all good reasons. Uh, Hannah, what do you want to petition for? So I am petitioning for. Disney Studios to create a disabled Disney princess because I have a disability called cerebral palsy, which I've had since birth and will have forever. And basically, I never saw myself represented as a kid growing up in anything that I watched or read or like games I played. And I really want to change that for the disabled kids of the future. To put it in perspective, Disney princess, get your head around this, guys. Yeah is a $3 billion industry, just Disney Princess, every year. Really? By how much money they will generate and how mm. many people buy in. So when you think about it... I'm contributing very highly well, you are, my four-year-old. Like, Hannah, I can understand. There are so many um, little girls and little boys as well watching into Disney Princesses from a, a young age and to not see you reflected in that would have been hard as a kid. Yeah, definitely. I think um, there's a level of it almost creating like a black hole inside you kind of when you don't see yourself reflected or when you can't rely 
on media to show you what any sort of future for yourself might look like. Now, obviously, like for able-bodied kids, they're not looking at princesses and going, I want to be in a castle or anything, but they are seeing these powerful, strong young women have adventures, have friends, fall in love, be the heroes of their own stories, and I want the same thing for disabled kids. Yeah, I've just um, been trying to think while you were um, chatting there as well, Marvel Universe and the um, superhero universes, I can't think of... Well, Star Wars don't, do they? No, it's just not represented anywhere, is it? No, it's it's absolutely not. And if I had the bandwidth and the capacity, I would take them all on at once. But <laughs> just start yeah, 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 let's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deal with Disney, because that's like trying to break into Fort Knox. Mm. And you should explain that you're a Disney fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I... Grew up a huge Disney fan. Um, Disney movies were a huge part of my childhood and a huge part of the, the way that I sort of processed certain things about the world. Like I think my first experience of like understanding what death is or what grief is was watching The Lion King and mm. watching Simba like process that Mufasa has died. Or like I, I've been thinking about this campaign since 2015 when I went and saw the Pixar film Inside Out for anyone who hasn't seen it, is a beautiful, um, raw, really nuanced depiction of mental health. But mm. it's done in a way that kids can understand. And then there's also, obviously, layers for adults as well. And I remember watching that in the cinema thinking, well, if they can tackle mental health, then maybe it's not so much of a stretch for them to try and include disability on the big screen. I think what it will also do, Hannah, uh, you'll see yourself represented but it will actually teach able-bodied children about everyone in the world. Like, yeah. you, you know, Kmart now has dolls well, of, I was thinking of people Barbie in, does as well. in they've, wheelchairs. They've done that. So yeah, absolutely. for able-bodied children, it won't be, you know, it, lots of questions will get answered for them. Mm. Yeah, and I think there's something really powerful at starting um, to kind of expose them to that diversity at such a young age because it means that as they grow... And as they get older, um, it won't necessarily be so scary or so strange. And it will hopefully build them into better allies as young adults and then when they're adults teaching their kids. Did you have the opportunity to speak to Reese Witherspoon? Because I know that her media company have uh, supported you with this uh, petition. Have you spoken to her? I haven't had the chance to speak to Reese yet, but I would happily take her call. Oh, <laughs> God, I love her. Remember she was supposed to come to Australia and then they had to cancel yeah. and I was all excited. We were all saving oh, up for tickets yes. to go along. They were expensive. Mm. But, yeah, how did that come about that the the media team that she owns was supporting you? Basically, I contacted the CEO um, via email who is actually Australian. Her name is Sarah Harden. Just, like, pitched out of my skin. Lo and behold, I got an email a couple weeks later being like, actually... Yeah, we, we really like this idea and we'd love to support you. So uh, here's a question. If, obviously, we're talking about, um, you know, there could be cartoons and animation, what would you like to see in a real-life action movie? Would you like to see someone with a disability play the character? Or... Definitely. Mm. Yep. yep. Definitely. Because I think, unfortunately, there's kind of this Hollywood trend and they call it cripping up. Um, within the disability community where basically if an able-bodied actor plays a disabled character that's kind of a shoe-in formula for like a, a an Oscar, yeah. success mm. and 
like Oscar buzz and all of those things. Mm. Um, and I think it can be really damaging to a disabled audience to have someone sort of play at their life and then be able to sort of jump out of the wheelchair as soon as the director yells cut, yeah. for example. Mm. I got the shock of my life when I realized that Gary Sinise had legs after I saw Forrest Gump. I had no idea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who? But yeah. Yeah, now we know. Yeah, when you say Lieutenant Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is an amazing thing. And if people want to get involved, uh, where can they go to sign? Go to change.org. If you just Google create a Disney princess with disabilities, or if you want to um, come over to my Instagram at Hannah the Wildflower. Hannah, really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Hannah Divney, uh, she wants to see a disabled Disney princess. Um, go and check it out. Give her a signature and help her out. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Huge news this morning. Cleo Smith found alive. And WA police are saying not only alive, she's alive and well. Yeah, all of Australia has been just following this story because it's absolutely heartbreaking. So many questions have been asked, but I think most people just put themselves in that position and go, how would you cope if you were the parents Mm. and your little four-year-old was snatched in the middle of the night from your tent? Mm -hmm. And just 18 18 long days as WA, it just had so many people searching for her. So amazing news that she has been found. Uh, Bo Pearson, who's a Channel 10 reporter in WA... (laughs) Do you know any more details of whether it was a tip-off? There was $1 million that was offered as a reward. Do they know if it's come from that? Morning, guys. Um, no idea, really, if it's come from, from that reward, but obviously a million dollars would surely get a few people talking. But um, from all reports, it seems to be some, some really amazing police work. They um, stormed into a, a local house in Carnarvon at about 1 o'clock this morning and uh, found a young girl in a locked room inside that house uh, when... An officer picked her up. They asked her, what's your name? She said, my name's Claire. Uh, and, yeah, the, the amazing news that everyone had been hoping for. She's fine, safe, alive and well. Um, yeah, after close to, to three weeks, that's the possible alleged abduction um, from her campsite with her parents. Um, a really amazing story. There's currently a man in custody uh, assisting detectives. And, obviously, they'll go through that. And no charges have been laid at this stage. But fact that she's been found alive and well and uh, reunited with her family is the, the best possible news that anyone could have hoped for. Mm. And it's going to be really interesting because there were so many questions um, around this case about how she disappeared from the tent without anyone hearing and if she even was taken by someone or if she wanted off by herself. Um, I guess we'll get an answer to most of the most baffling questions in the next, like today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It was, it was such a mystery to begin with. At first, I thought it could have just been, uh, you know, it's a coastal area. Perhaps she may have fallen into the water, may have been hiding somewhere uh, in, in the rough sort of outback area. But uh, no, uh, found in a house. Um, you know, her parents were, were given uh, all sorts of allegations yeah. from people on social media. Everyone yeah. thought that they, they had something to do with it. Um, but uh, it's a local Carnarvon man uh, is assisting police with, with their inquiries and investigations so far his connection to the family or if it's just a random incident, well, we have no idea yet. But um, if he is charged and, uh, you know, more details would come out in court, but so far no, no charges have been laid. The police did thank uh, the community and they also thanked the family because, like you said, so many questions had been done. Their house had been searched as well. Her mm-hmm. biological father was brought in for questioning and, you know, with it was so much scrutiny on. She was reunited shortly after with the family. Have they spoken yet? The family are yet to speak. Um, yeah. We're hoping that at some point that they will say. Obviously, it's been a pretty traumatic couple of weeks for them. And 
uh, just that just can't even imagine that the shock, the, the oh. relief that, that they're mm-hmm. feeling at the moment. Um, the uh, acting police commissioner spoke a little while ago, um, just sort of saying it's the you know the ultimate perfect result that everyone was, was hoping for for her to be found safe and alive. Um, a real a real miracle and a great job from everyone involved in WA Police. There was a task force of around 100, 100 odd detectives um, all over WA looking there. We had posters at shops in the city, which is you know ten hours away from Carnarvon. Um, it's, it's been an amazing thing. Uh, that's really captivated the state and, and most of the country as well because um, it's really every parent's worst nightmare. But thankfully, a happy ending. Mm. Yeah, just imagine the family having it back at home <clears throat> tonight. The mother has um, posted <sighs> on Instagram that the, their family is whole again. Oh. Uh, well, I think as any any parent who's followed this story, um, you know, and anyone who's ever been camping, you think when you're out there there's no one around, you know, you are... You, can we sleep in a separate tent to our children when we go camping sometimes? <clears throat> you just think it's hard not to put yourself in that position. Mm. Um, and I exactly. Think it's, it's very relatable, isn't it? And I think that the strange thing was that the mother had seen her, had given her a, a drink of water at one thirty that morning, mm. and that was the last she'd, she'd seen of her. And then, they, you know, they woke up by the time the sun came up and, and she was oh. gone. So, um, yeah, you just kind of imagine how, how horrifying that would be. Everyone was sort of, you know, thinking, would this ever be solved? You know, of course, yeah. what's happened with other, you know, high-profile cases, you know, William Tyrrell and Maddie McCann, and mm. everyone's sort of thinking, is she ever going to be found? But, yeah, it, it really is a, an amazing story that she has been found and, you know, alive and well. Yeah. It's a real, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Well, Bo Pearson, um, you're in WA. You're covering it for Channel 10, so we'll be able to get your reports on there across the day. Appreciate your time this morning. No worries, guys. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Now, one of our favourite games to play is News Around the World, where Abby collects some news stories from various countries, and we have to guess what language and what they're talking about. Have you stole my game? I have. Can you come up with a new one? I have adapted it. Oh, okay. I have adapted it, and I thought it was about time for you to play because you do always throw shade at us for how terrible we are at said game. But oh, I've we got two, two out of three last week. Yeah, I thought we did. Well, two and a half, because we got the language, we didn't get the topic. Mm. Or oh, we got the topic, didn't get the language. Uh, so there are many, many radio stations. It's actually a really cool app. I, I can't remember what it's called, but it, you can just ping into any radio station around the world and have a listen to what they're talking about at any given time. Um, so I have collated um, three different radio stations, and I want you to tell me what language they are talking in and what the radio segment is. Is about. Oh, like a segment. Mm. Oh, okay. Or what they're talking about. Same, same. So, all right. So, this is the first one. Chính phủ Úc đã ban hành một chương trình triển khai vaccine ngừa COVID-19 toàn quốc. Trong video này, chúng tôi sẽ trình bày với quý vị về cách thức hoạt động của vaccine ngừa COVID-19. Do you reckon that's Vietnamese? <sighs> or Korean? Vietnamese or South Korean? It's definitely about COVID. COVID was said about 18 times in there. <laughs> oh, I hear it on my tongue. But the language is something from the Asian area, yes. Chính phủ Úc đã ban hành một chương trình triển khai vaccine ngừa COVID-19 toàn quốc. Trong video này, chúng tôi sẽ trình bày với quý vị về cách thức hoạt động của vaccine ngừa COVID-19. What, what, what are we going? We go Thai? Is that what you say? Thailand, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at you smugging smug, smug yeah. faces. Talking yeah. about COVID. <laughs> Vietnam. <clears throat> oh, you were right the first time. You were right the first time. Vietnam. Oh, damn talking it. Talking about the rollout of uh, COVID in I Australia. Known so, that. half point. You the did. The lady well, that s- does my nails is from Vietnam, and she's really nice, and she always puts Vietnam um, film trailers up. Oh, oh really? So good, yes. Oh. And they sing like popular songs, but in. Oh, I love Vietnamese, their, yeah. I love that. Do you get um, flashbacks of getting your nails done? 
Fine. Okay, number two. Uh, have a listen to this one. Tell me the uh, language and what they are talking about. Demain, il est 7h28, la météo, ambiance tropicale. Eh oui, chaleur et quelques nuages bas ce matin, près des côtes de la Manche, mais aussi de la Bretagne à la Vendée, aux Pyrénées. Et ce matin, vous avez quelques entrées maritimes également sur les plages du Roussillon et du Languedoc. Ces nuages bas vont vite se dissiper en laissant un ciel à... Mm, what do you think they're talking about? I heard the word pleasure. Pleasure and oui. And oui, so that's French. French. I don't know the topic. Demain, il est 7h28, la météo. Who's <laughs> mine? I love the start of it. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. You know what that is? That's a stupid, uh, like, anchor like you. Go. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the radio. Demain, il est 7h28, la météo, ambiance tropicale. Eh oui, chaleur et quelques nuages bas ce matin, près des côtes de la Manche, mais aussi de la Bretagne à la Vendée, aux Pyrénées. Et ce matin, vous avez quelques entrées maritimes également sur les plages du Roussillon et du Languedoc. Ces nuages bas vont vite se dissiper en laissant un ciel à Sounds like some gossip segment. Yeah. Is it like a celebrity Matt Damon or something? I reckon they're talking about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian hooking up. That's nah, because that guess. was just yesterday, and this was prepared a couple of days ago. <laughs> <coughs> Could be. You want to go with it? I don't know. No, go with it. Go with it. Yeah, Pete, Pete, we'll go with Kim K and French. French? Yeah. Okay. It is France Inter Live Radio, Mm -hmm. and that is their weather report. Oh, Oh. weather report. Meteor ambiance. Right. They said in there, meteorological ambiance. Ambiance is in a weather report? Mm. Right. The ambiance of the air. Oh, is that? Yeah, that's what our yeah. weather does. Take <laughs> notes, Tony Orton on yeah, Channel t- 7 tonight. <laughs> hey, the weather's going to be a top of 24, but the <laughs> ambience is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Channel right. 7 weather. Ooh. <laughs> 29 and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last one. Hello. <laughs> Getting a Japanese vibe on the language, but I don't know about the topic. One more time. そこで質問です。ミカちゃんとヌッキーの今注目のゲームタイトルを教えてください。よろしくお願いします。ということです。そうですね。ある。あの、それこそ今日もこの後いらしてください。コラボデューティーシリーズなんですけど。Two <笑> Come on, get a studio, guys. I just noticed that there was two girls. Um, that's really that's really different for a radio station. Yeah, the guy comes in at seven. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah he comes in a little bit later. <laughs> How about a token? Um, <laughs> what do you reckon they're talking about then? I don't know. Two girls, periods. Wow. <laughs> um, You're going to be surprised. Girls would have lots more to talk about than that. Yeah. Their hatred of men. It's Good something one. you guys, I always say, that, but you guys don't think that girls are interested in, but they actually Oh, it'd be are. computer games. <laughs> wow. Yes, they are reading Facebook comments from their listeners about the best apps to play at the moment, mentioning Call of Duty in there, and they did say the word games. Oh, there. look at you go. Hey, there we go. And also their periods. Uh, <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. All of the girls Pete Davidson has dated. Is she really going <laughs> with you guys were a little bit surprised yesterday. We were looking online and like, oh my God, Kim K. Pete Davidson, he of course is uh, American stand-up, mm-hmm. and they were doing a Saturday Night Live together mm. recently, and they've seen holding hands, and they say they're just really good friends, but 
They were on a roller coaster holding, holding hands. hands. They got because yeah, she was so scared. But got done by the out. photo. You know yeah. the photo where you get off at the end and you get to look at yourself. They got done on that one. Did they get done or did they release it? Did they pay just the thirty-five so bucks? Love. Yeah, no. The they took a sneaky one with their iPhone that you're not allowed to do. <laughs> but we were saying about how many amazing girls Pete Davidson has had. He's 27, I think. Um, Kim K is 41, I think now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he. He's not like your typical model or actor. Mm. You don't think look, he's attractive. You don't see, think he's no, good looking. Here's the thing. I don't think he's good looking, mm. but I can understand the appeal mm. because he's had so many hot girlfriends that there's something going on about him. So mm. I reckon if he was, I reckon he's got the talk. He's got that confident talk where he knows what to say to a girl where you go, uh-huh. Like I reckon it's just his masculine appeal. And he's funny. Girls love funny. They do like funny, but I, yeah, I definitely think it's a masculine appeal. Because I think in the past I've gone out with guys that a lot of my guy friends would be like, what are you doing? And, my, and I'll just go, oh, it's just something about it. Well, was it an age thing? Uh, what was, what was, because the thing I'm saying about Pete, describe what Pete looks like if people don't know what Pete Davidson looks uh, like. He's a tall guy. I don't want to say sometimes he can look quite ill and he does actually have Crohn's disease. So mm. I think sometimes that can affect him. Yeah. He's um, very but he looks pale. Like, yeah, sometimes I think if you, you were saying that he was a chain smoker and hadn't eaten vegetables for a year, <laughs> yeah. I'd go, oh, yeah, sure. Heavily tattooed, big yeah. lips, big teeth. At the moment, he's got, like, blonde tips. Blonde tips. Someone <laughs> described him on Facebook yeah. as he looks like he's been on a two-week bender and smells like V energy drink and cigarettes. Yeah, good one. But he can get Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale, who's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Well, she's amazing looking. <laughs> I don't know about her acting. Well, she's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the daughter, I don't know if you guys know the daughter of Cindy Crawford. No. Oh, she's a gorgeous supermodel. They dated as well. Mm. Yep. So he's got a long list of very beautiful women. I can just understand it. I think you just need to realise sometimes it's not even about, like, the looks. Mm. I think something you learn something about them and all of a sudden then they're good looking. Right. And it can happen the same as well. You've got this, like, hot model and then they talk and you go, oh, my That's God, true. they're not that attractive. Mm. Like you yeah. always say, I like Dave Beckham, but just shut up. David Beckham talks and I go, oh, dude, I'm off here. <laughs> So he's got a, he's got a, a type of energy about him. Do you, yeah, you think I, it's got to be more? It well. so it's got to be more than the money and the fact that he's famous. Yeah, thirteen ten sixty. If you want to explain it, explain it to the guys here. What it is about someone where everyone goes, not your typical attractive person, mm. but there's something about him. Some people have written on um, socials, which you know, the size of his eggplant might have something to do it. But <laughs> I go, they don't know that at the time. Ariana did, I think, come out and say that he does. She did advertising. He's for him. got an. And with, that's all you can ask of an ex-girlfriend that's is true. that she leaves that rumor out there. Is it kind of like? Um, I mean, I know he's not. Um, he's not unattractive, but is it like when Andy Lee was when with Megan, Megan Gale? Gale? And you go, oh wow, mm. he can he can get her. Mm. There's something about him, mm. and you know what it is. I know what it is about him. He's charm, and that's what I meant by the the masculine appeal. Some mm. guys are just really charming. Yeah, I reckon Pete Davidson would be charming. That's I 100 percent mm. agree. Well, thirteen ten sixty <laughs> phones are open. Um, try and explain this one to us. What is it that can make an ugly guy attractive? Mm. You know, give us tips. What is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's your personality that it's coming down to, guys. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.